Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we casually discuss the Animorphs one book at a time. I'm Casey. And I'm Alex. We've done all the books. And now we're diving into the TV show. Join us every Tuesday for a new mission. And don't worry, we promise to have you back under the two-hour time limit. Maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a grave announcement to make. Incredible as it may seem, both the observations of science and the evidence of our eyes lead to the inescapable assumption that those strange beings who landed in the Jersey farmlands tonight are the vanguard of an invading army. My overall impression was that I thought the acting was fine. It's just other parts of the production that that were subpar. And some, some of that was due to, like, obvious budget restrictions, and others yeah. was due to, like, somebody doesn't know how to light a scene. Like... <laughs> I like I don't know how much we should talk about this before we get into it, but like I had like three overarching thoughts throughout this whole thing. Like, did you want me to do that now sure. or later? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. First of all, where the entire production fell apart for me is who decided to give Chapman those boots? <laughs> yes, his cowboy boots. <laughs> like what the silver-tipped cowboy boots? Oh my it's like, god! What was this choice? It's like who this made is a this? Very relevant like thing that you need to make a choice on because you see this a lot and it plays a very prominent role in the show and you give him cowboy boots yeah and it's like if they had have given him just the gesture of scratching the back of his leg with his other foot that would have been a great tell Mm -hmm. but then the fact that it was done with like silver tipped cowboy boots it was like what the fuck is happening i mean i guess they were trying to make a very you know striking unique shoe to like emphasized it but i don't think it was necessary one or the other do the scratch or do the shoe yeah but don't do both yeah for sure i agree okay. so that's where the entirety of this show <laughs> fell apart for me <laughs> it always has i think about it all the time oh my god um the next thing every time i saw one of the taxon i like i just I kept thinking, oh my god, these are freshmen and sophomore in art school, and they think they're doing a great job. Like, they, they think this is really good, and, like, is anybody gonna tell them? Like, Wait, taxi? I just... There were taxi? Or, uh, sorry, uh, the oh, hork oh, not like, the taxi. Like, Every oh time god. I saw the hork <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, god, they fucked up, and, like... Oh. Is anybody going to tell them how bad, especially the feet walking across there? Like, somebody poured their heart into those feet, and it was just so bad. Yeah, I've, like, with the the alien costumes in particular, it's like, okay, I can see budget restrictions here, obviously, but, like, also, that Hork-Bajir was, it didn't even have any blades on it, like. (laughs) It did not. It did not. It did not. And, like, even with a budget restriction, like, it just feels like you could do so much better. Yeah. Like, you could have put somebody on stilts or something, like, but, like... Absolutely. Like, the feet just kind of mush as they walk by, and it's just, ugh. You know what? Take some saw blades and use a grinder. Do you know how cheap just, like, single-hand saw blades are? Mm -hmm. Do you know you could get... A lot of mileage from that. <laughs> There's got to be some like budget dinosaur movie that they could have like stolen the feet from and like made casts and like fixed it from there, or just reused the dinosaur feet. Like mm-hmm. just there had to have been a better way. 
Yeah, or 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 pull a Jaws and don't show the Horkbajir yes. as much as you did, because like with yeah. with the Andalites, you know, um, uh, Elfangor in particular, he was in darkness most of the time. Yeah, like, the most we ever saw of him was like his shadow on the wall. Yeah, like you could, like you're conveying that this is an alien, that this is not you know a human thing, and you know this. Yeah, but like. Oh man, there's there's so many like cheap ways you could have done the hork bajir better. I don't know. Yeah. Also, the yerk. Oh. The yerk. It was no good. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a horseshoe crab, but without the round part. Yeah, and it was so small. So small. Yeah. So small. And that graphic where it's in the brain, it's like this thing is supposed to wrap itself around the entire right. brain into the crevices. Like this thing is like an inch long. It can't do this thing. And it's obviously and... made of like a hard shell sort of insect situation. Yeah. And it's like got little legs. I'm like, come on, guys. <laughs> it's got to be easier to digitally illustrate a slug than anything with tiny insect legs well and it was so funny because like again i'm kind of talking about this before it even happens but like so you see this like really awesomely rendered 3d human head that this yerk is on you look at the yerk and you can tell that it's not 3d it's just a 2d drawing that they placed on top of a 3d yes oh my god yes (laughs) Like, they bought the 3D render, like, they bought the the head, and then they're like, oh, fuck, we didn't buy the program to also make our thing in 3D. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how hard would it have been to just draw a new Yerk if you were going to do that? Like, whatever. Or don't, or get some real slugs and just force one of your actors to lay down on the ground, film it crawling up their head. How hard is that? yeah and cheaper yep you should have consulted us um all right would you like to recap before i derail you again oh and just so the audience knows um i'm going to be reading the notes this time um all right well let's start this train wreck of a podcast about this train wreck of a tv show (laughs) no offense to people who worked on it i'm sure there was more going on anyway animorphs tv show We watched episode one, which is titled, My Name is Jake, part one. We open with Jake, played by Mr. Sean Ashmore, walking towards the camera. A narration plays over in his voice. My name is Jake, and half an hour ago, I was just a normal kid. Not anymore. Um, I love this opening already. Mm -hmm. Like, we're already starting off super strong because we see Jake walking towards camera left And then it cuts back to he's walking in a completely different part of this parking lot in slow motion. And then it cuts back to the original shot. So you you can already (laughs) tell the editing is going to be like A plus. Oh my God. I, there was so many things that happened with the editing that I am like, oh man, just having taken like one film class, like how to do (laughs) this. I'm like, their choices are just insane sometimes. Oh my God, it's. So true. And like, I, I took a couple more film classes in college, but I know nothing about film, but like, I, this is just a choice. Like, oh my God. I can't wait till we start talking about the discussion in the cafeteria because 
Oh. The choice made with those at it. Okay. Oh, yeah. We'll oh, wait. my God. I'm ready. We will wait. <laughs> okay. Uh. So, uh, after, after that little magic moment, um, we get a very weird scene transition, which is like this, like, clips from the episode that we're about to watch, like, smashed together with, like, this purple filter on top. And it lasts for maybe two seconds and then immediately segues into these really awesome 90s video game graphics. Um, and it is Jake and Marco playing a video game and, uh, Homer is also there for some reason. I don't know why. Um, (laughs) but they're sitting in a video game arcade cafe situation. Those things that were all the rage in the nineties. Marco and Jake are bickering about something. I couldn't really understand what they were talking about, but uh, they're like arguing about the game or something. Jake asks for Homer's opinion. Homer barks and no one at the arcade wonders why there's a dog here. Um, and they totally just like, it's like Homer. Is it his turn? Homer barks. He's like, "Oh man, yeah. it's like, dude!" <laughs> like Marco that means nothing. Marco assumes that Homer agrees with him, and Jake's like, "Okay, yeah. I accept this." I guess Homer's the law here. Oh my god, <laughs> so delightful! This dog is just like the star of the show. I fucking love this dog. Okay, so the dog was the star of the show. Also. The shit going on between Jake and Marco, where they're like, we're doing friend arguments in this thing. How close was that soundstage that the two of them have to like keep looking up into each other's eyes? Like there is no scene where their bodies are not touching. I know they're so <laughs> close at all times. Yeah, <laughs> let them move a little, please. <laughs> but like every time they talk, it's this awkward like neck crane right into each other. It's like and now kiss. TV shows, if, like, one character grabs another and is talking to them really closely, I get very uncomfortable. I'm like, why are you so close? Is this, like, a filming decision? Like, what is this? That's my... The only thing I can think of is this soundstage is so small. Yeah. Like, this is so tight quarters here. Maybe. I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. They're it's, buddies. It's totally fine. They're buddies. They're basically they are cuddle married. buddies. It's fine. They loved it. It's it's <laughs> all good. And I don't know if they were like really playing up the height thing and gave Sean like a step stool to stand on, but like he is like a foot and a half above Boris. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um. Another, okay. One thing I did like about this scene is that so. We see the video game, and then it's like, congratulations, Galactic Warrior, you got a two million points or whatever. Um, <laughs> and there's like a little text box that appears underneath, and it says, my name is, and you're supposed to enter whatever your username is, and Jake types in Jake. Oh. And it's like, that's the title of the episode. It's so subtle, but it's really cool. I love it when you that shit what? happens. I never noticed that, but what I did notice is in the top right corner of that screen, it goes through like a bunch of different animals, like rhinoceros and everything. You're like, right. Flashing on the screen. <gasps> You're right. Oh, that's cool. I didn't, I didn't notice that at first, but now. Well, now we know where they blew all their money for this episode. <laughs> well, shit. Oh, that's cool. I never noticed that he does the my name is Jake thing in the computer. That's badass. Um, The only other thing I noticed was that there were like little buttons on, the, I think, the lower right hand corner and they were PlayStation buttons. So like, I guess we can conclude that they were playing a PlayStation. I don't I don't know if legally we're allowed to conclude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
And like part of me was wondering like, oh, I wonder if this is a real game. No, the UI is way too terrible. This is not real. Like somebody made this for the show. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't even know if it was like an actual anything playable. Like watching that thing fire was like painful. Yeah. I I, I liked that like Homer was just the fucking law. I know. And I love that Homer's not like on the ground. He's like standing up on the desk with his little paws. Yeah, he's part of the team. He's, he's like a person. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait till they go back there with the hawk. Like, this is totally cool too, right? <laughs> you let the dog in. <laughs> this is my safety hawk. <laughs> he's, he barks when I'm going to have a seizure. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Safety hawk. <laughs> it's a safety hawk. Oh, no. SS. so yeah and then we cut to tobias who was lurking in the background and i guess he's like hanging out with a couple other kids or they're like watching him play the game anyway he's playing on an ancient pc and he's got one of those like ball mice things that you find at like museum exhibits and it was fucking delightful to me um he's playing the same game as marco and jake he's playing it way better than them and i thought this was interesting so he's like shooting and doing the mission and then the game starts, like, glitching out and demanding more money from him. And it's like, okay, I haven't played a lot of arcade games, but I'm pretty sure that you get to the end of the mission or you die and then it demands more tokens from you. But this one is just, like, you're literally in the middle of playing and it's like, oh, you gotta give me more money to continue. Okay, not only that, but did you listen to what the computer said when it demanded more money? No. It's, like, one minute left in game. And, like, meaning, like, it, the way it said it was, like, implying one minute until the finale of this game is over. Oh, like, you will win if you can so play horrible. for one more minute. And I'm like, what a fucking awful game. Oh, my God. Oh, you know what, though? Because later Marco says they paid for 20 minutes. So maybe it was, like, by the minute. So maybe Tobias paid oh. for, like, an hour and then his hour ran out, like, just as he was about to finish the game. And there's no way to, like, better show that Tobias is poor and sad. That's true. Yeah, he, re- he reaches game. into his pocket. He can't find any more money. So he's like, damn it. And he quits out of the game. And it's like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, he rage quits. He spent all that money on that leather jacket he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean. It's probably secondhand. It's he blew all the money on a leather jacket. Oh, that's funny. I would love to. <laughs> oh, no. He's like, I just want to look cool for once in my life. I just want to look tough so people won't pick on me. Oh, no. So that these obviously much younger children will watch me play this video game and think they want to be like me when they grow <laughs> up. <laughs> because I am a 20-year-old man hanging out with Oh, my teams. God. That's every time he reached to that cool mouse ball thing that brought me so much nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I just kept looking at his hands and being like, oh, my God. Like... Even if his face and everything looks young, which it does. He looks great. Like, I'm not saying anything against him. He's adorable. He looks very young. But, like, he has, like, adult man hands. And it's like, <laughs> oh, no. Don't. Yeah, it's like, don't. I don't know what that means, but I'll agree. Oh, no. That's, isn't that, that's an anime thing, right? It's. It's like when you see a drawing of a guy, but his hands are, like, way too fucking big. Like, way uncomfortably big. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it was also like because he was reaching towards the camera, like pretty far. Yeah, and like so, so the so foreshortening like, whole... combined with the oh no. Yeah, combined with like him just having like adult man hands, just made it like every time he'd reach, I'd be like, <laughs> oh, that's what's giving you away. Oh no, <laughs> I hate it. Oh. It's like when you watch Glee and you're like, oh no, this is a, like, they look like 30-year-old men. Oh, they are 30-year-old men. (laughs) Playing high schoolers. Yes, of course. (laughs) Whatever. I wonder how old Christopher Ralph was when he did this, though. Like, he must have been in his late 20s. Because, like... I thought he was in his early 20s. What did he say? He might have been. He just maybe has mature hands. What a weird thing to say. I don't know. What a fucked up thing to say. (laughs) I'm looking it up right now. Sorry. Okay. Because, like, didn't... Boris said he was, like, 18 or something, right? I think he Boris was. and Sean were, like, 17, 18. I think the girls were... Al- no, Brooke was younger. I'm pretty sure she was, like, 16. Yeah. Um, Nadia, I think, was 18-ish. And then Christopher Ralph was, like, 23 or some shit. I think, from what I okay. remember. He's, he's 43 now, so he was definitely older than... Than most. Uh, sorry, he was born <laughs> in 1977. Most. Well, in the, not most people on the planet. He's older, older than Chapman, even. God fucking damn it. Um, <laughs> older than time itself. Uh, he was 21 to 22, it looks okay. like. So no, he wasn't even that much older. He just had mature hands, I guess. <laughs> I'm so glad we solved this mystery. I'm glad that we did this now. Oh, God. Oh, Christopher Rolf God. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the likelihood of that gets smaller every day. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, should we give like a quick rundown of who the actors are? Since yeah, we sure. Apparently, have just established we're calling them by their real name. Yeah, I was gonna like in my notes, I was going to just introduce the actors as I introduce the oh. characters, but I've like keep going. I've no, I, I've missed Marco and Tobias at this point. So yes, Sean Ashmore plays Jake. Boris Cabrera plays Marco. Uh, Christopher Rolfe is Tobias, Brooke Nevin is Rachel, and I'm gonna fuck up her name. Nadia Nascimento is Cassie. I think that's, yeah. Nadia is her first name. Yes. And I looked up pronunciation for her last name, but I still fuck it up because it's got like a little accent to it and I suck. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you do not be sorry. It's difficult. Um, And I think that's everybody I looked up. Chapman also has an actor, but I don't care i don't it's, he has boots and the boots acted the hell out of him the boots stole the limelight <laughs> i couldn't tell you what chapman looks like from any watch through of this show oh <laughs> i see only those boots i do really like the actor that they picked for chapman i always pictured him as looking like yeah. um was it tobias from arrested development david crane so he's like oh, yeah, bald and uh, he's got that like mustache yeah um David Cross, right? David Cross. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I called him David Crane because he plays the voice of Crane on Kung Fu Panda. Anyway, who cares? Oh, um, okay. David Cross. I I pictured him like that, but I really like the actor that they picked for Chapman in the show. Like, yeah, so creepy. I, this show is fucking great at casting. Mm-hmm. And I know that we haven't, spoilers, seen the human version of Visor 3 yet, but he is also, like, a really good choice. Like... The, the actors in the show are yeah. wonderful. Yeah. And that is where <laughs> they fall apart after that. Oh, no. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, come on. We got Iceman. He wasn't even Iceman at this time. But this is Iceman. It is Iceman. 
Um, like Sean Ashmore, he's an actor that I'll to this day if somebody's like Sean Ashmore, I'll be like, oh, I love him, and like I couldn't tell you what the fuck he did for the past twenty years. <laughs> he's in some he was, show now. I don't remember what it's called, but he's like still very relevant. Well, good. I love him from Animorphs and X Men, and that's all I'll ever need to know about him. I want him to be in the new movie. I want him to be in the new movie. Oh, that would be so delightful. <sighs> he's great. He's just. Yeah, I just I hope they bring them all back for like just cameos. Please, please. That delights like shit like that delights me beyond belief when they like give a subtle nod to like the okay if you've been with the fandom for a while like yeah here's here's a little thing for you yeah it's like oh thank you yes thank you for these crumbs (laughs) thank you like do whatever you want make it good sacrifice things we know you're gonna have to but then like just give us a little nod like but also we see you back there but i will complain you about the things creep you in the back well yeah probably <laughs> publicly and then publish it for i don't know tens of people to hear <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh shit um oh so tobias is broke as hell and he decides to leave and one of those other fucking kids takes over his game. Uh, who yes. fucking cares? Um, as he's leaving, he no. runs into Rachel and Cassie. And Rachel cheerfully says hi to him. And he stares at her like an awkward teenage boy and does not reply and runs the fuck away. Honestly, most accurate thing to happen here from it's, book to It's TV. very true. <laughs> I did enjoy his and Rachel's interactions. Cause, like, I loved it. Oh my god, he's so awkward around her, and he like obviously like really likes her because he always shoots her a little glance, and it's oh my god, it's great. It's adorable. Oh my god, you're just so right about this. Like, I know that I love them as a pair, and it makes it really easy now that we've aged them up to like mid late teens to like really be like, oh, I love them as a couple. But like, I loved all of their little interactions throughout this whole thing. Because I don't think they ever really directly talk to each other in this episode. No. And, like, Rachel tries to talk to him a couple times and he's just like, oh, fuck you. Like, whatever. <laughs> I, am, I am an awkward boy in a leather jacket that I bought today. Please cease and desist. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. I've got a good joke coming up. So Tobias is out. Rachel and Cassie are in. They walk up to Jake and Marco. Jake is like, where have you guys been? Marco replies one word. Sale! That's my joke. That's an excellent joke. It's not. Sale! Rachel replies that she's the captain of the gymnastics team and that they had a meet. She asks what they've been doing. And Marco just shushes her, which I thought was very rude. Because, like, they're playing important <laughs> video games, you guys. Um, they weren't even playing at that point. Yeah. Don't shush her, you piece of crap. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Call Boris. Get him Boris. on the phone. <laughs> How could you? How could you do that to Brooke, my best friend? <laughs> oh, my God. Please don't ever listen to this episode. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Boris, if you're listening. I'm mad at Marco, so not sorry. at you. <laughs> I'm so sorry I said anything. Oh, dear God. Oh, um, that uh, that whole interaction was hilarious. Like Rachel just walks in and is like, "Bitch, please!" It's like, "Why are you at a 10? Everybody else is at a five. Like, what is <laughs> happening? A ten is speaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I'm sorry. I'm crying and sweating and oh, like, no. my voice is going. Let's continue. <laughs> um, also, Cassie is wearing basically a Canadian tuxedo and it's fantastic. Oh my God. Denim for life. Oh. Can we talk about everything going on with Nadia and how wonderful she oh is God. just as a person? Yes. Oh my God. The clothes, the hair, her expressions. Yes. It, like every time I saw her, I was like, oh, <laughs> I love you. Like, she's just so, like, I don't know. She just, like, exuded this whole, like, I am sweet and innocent kind of a thing. So every time I saw her, I'm like, oh, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? Look at her. <laughs> uh, I'm probably projecting Animorphs' feelings onto them, but it's still. Cassie. It's relevant. This is Animorphs, the TV show. I'm allowed to project Animorphs' feelings onto the Animorphs. Animorphs' feelings. Hashtag. These are TM. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we went the same place there. Oh my god. Oh my god. I need a t-shirt that says like, quiet, I'm having Animorphs feelings or something like that. Ooh. I think that like, you know how in college, how I used to wear bird shirts every single day to ornithology just to show them how many bird shirts I have? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I feel like... I need to start doing that with Animorphs, like collecting Animorph shirts and just every single day, a different Animorph shirt, just to be like, look at how many I have. You've got at least one. I've got one now. So (laughs) I'm in a 100% better place than I was earlier today when I didn't have this shirt. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for celebrating my great joys with me. (laughs) Anytime. Some people, it's their first children. For me, it's my first Animorph shirt. (laughs) A momentous occasion. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, Marco shushes Rachel, and as revenge, his robot guy crashes into a, r- a ravine, and the monitor starts glitching out, because there's some sort of power surge going on, presumably. Uh, Marco complains, Jake laughs at him, and Boris has a <laughs> really, really good face in response. This is where I was talking about earlier, where he was like, to Jake, and I loved it. Um... <laughs> Homer starts barking and then fucking leaves. Um, And Jake chases after him and the girls follow. And then Marco complains that they've already paid for an additional 20 minutes, but then follows. And then this is why the kids began to wonder if Jake should maybe keep his dog on a leash. Yes. I, oh my God, last night when I was watching this, I almost told Scott to pause it. Also, sorry, another thing we should tell the audience. I am watching this with my partner, and his reactions to some of this shit oh is God. also amazing. I want all and of that's Scott's reactions. He, like, it was very strange. He mocked me every time Rachel came on screen. So that this first appearance <laughs> of her, he was like, is that Rachel? Is that Rachel? Oh, my God. Is that her? And I was like, I was literally just like, shut the fuck up. Like, how dare you? Because, <laughs> you know, I'm me. And he was like, oh, my God, is that her? That's Rachel, isn't it? That's Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately after he goes into like who's the one you guys talk to which one's your friend which one is it oh and he was like is it that one i'm like no that's jake he goes oh you talked to marco right that's him and i'm like shut up <laughs> like please um but then the dog thing happened and i was like oh i can't wait to get on the phone tomorrow and listen to casey talk about how much dogs should be on leashes and how irresponsible they are as children for doing this <laughs> i mean yeah Anyway, Jake, keep your fucking dog on a leash. <laughs> this never would have happened if you just had to put Homer on a leash. Yeah, and he wouldn't have gotten skunked in book nine or whatever. That's right. <laughs> God, consequences. Uh... Um, 
Okay, this next scene is so fucking good, though. Like, this is where the lighting starts getting really excellent. Yeah. (laughs) So, Homer's running down the street of their small town, and they are chasing him. Uh, Marco makes a really excellent comment about how the obedience classes are paying off, which, like, (laughs) probably the best line in the episode. Holy shit. No, that is not true. There is a better line, and I will tell you when we get there. Okay, okay. Sorry, not to lay down the law, but I'm laying down the law on this one. It's also a Marco line, though. Okay, sorry. Yes, he had definitely all the best lines. Marco was written really well. Um, There is a shot of Tobias, who is walking in the opposite direction alone. It's very sad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Sorry. And then there's kind of this, like, plethora of shots of, like, the kids chasing the dog and, like, the scenery's changing. Tobias is walking alone. It kind of goes back and forth. And my favorite part about this scene is that in the beginning, they obviously filmed it in the daytime. You can tell it's daytime. You could see the shadows on the ground, but they put like a black filter over it to make it look like it was darker because over the next like 20 seconds, it goes from like this filter daytime to twilight. And by the time they actually get to the construction site, it's nighttime. And I'm just like, oh my God. This makes no sense. Like, you must have been chasing that dog for, like, three hours. How did this happen? (laughs) And it's, like, an example of a different movie that does this, which is Mad Max Fury Road. There's one night scene. They're in the desert. Um, And by night, I mean they actually filmed it in the daytime, but they put a blue filter over it. Honestly, I love that movie. It's so well done, but that doesn't really work either. So just, like... (laughs) Don't do this. (laughs) There was like, I I noticed the filtering on this so many times. Yeah. (laughs) There's one scene. Um, it's only like one shot of it, but there's one scene where the cube is out and like glowing, and there's a literal square over top of it where you can see like here is the square of effects and there is like Mm. a foot of tv on every other side of this square of effects Mm -hmm. and then it like switches camera angles and it cracks but like it was just so obvious in this and i'm like what is happening here oh no Uh, i I think i was just mostly confused as to why the cube was glowing a different color i don't know (laughs) reminds me of one of those like touch lights where you like the more you touch it, the brighter it gets. Anyway. Aww. Um, 90s. I know. I had the best fucking toys. Um, they did. So they get to the construction site. They can't find Homer. They're walking around calling for him. Everyone's doing like a pretty decent effort, but like Marco's just kind of like, whatever. <laughs> and it's very. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, Homer, come on. Um, come on, dog. I got to go home. He's still mad about the video games, I think. Um, yeah, it's bitter. So finally, Cassie spots him, and they come out of this building, and Homer is sitting right next to Tobias, who is standing there staring at them, looking like a fucking serial killer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's just like, I've been waiting for you. It's so creepy. That's, there's so many things about that. It's like, Tobias, why are you just, like, call out? Be like, hey, I got him over here. Like, instead, he's like... <laughs> In my badass leather jacket, I'm going to stand silently next to this dog until they find me. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's like, like they could have walked in on him, like, petting choice? the dog or something. Like, Yeah, like, hey, just found him. Or, like, he could have, like, run up and, like, oh, hey, guys, like, I got Homer. Yeah, just, but no, they're standing. 
the choice they made was I'm gonna stand silently here I mean, while you look for your dog. Are they trying to like convey that Tobias is sort of weird? <laughs> There's so many other ways they could have done that. I don't know. He just looks so fucking creepy. I feel like it's supposed to be, like, silent and shy, but, like, they're choosing all the wrong social beats to, like, yeah. <laughs> do that. Well, and then... Even if he was, like, quietly, like, hey, hey, guys. Yeah, or like, hey, I got your dog, it's fine. Like, but, okay, but then it gets even creepier, because, like, they see they see Tobias with Homer, and Jake's like, hey, thanks, and Tobias is like, Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> He's just like, yeah. yeah. And his eyes kind of light up. dog, Jake. I got your dog, Jake. You want to know how I got this dog? <laughs> I'm like a dog chasing cars, <laughs> chasing animorphs. <laughs> it's like I was already creeped out. And then Tobias is just like, yeah. <laughs> so bad. Tobias is living the best Joker life. Of he actually <laughs> caught the dog and he really does have no idea what to do now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no like a kid chasing a dog <laughs> um <laughs> I, if i got it i just wouldn't know what to do oh, <laughs> um, oh my god okay so uh jake calls homer over homer goes back to them then rachel steps forward and basically is like so do you come here often and tobias just like <laughs> shoves her aside and is like look and points to the sky <laughs> that's another moment where she's like trying to talk to him and he's just like no <laughs> this is like i like what happened like did they never read the book slash only read like the end goals for the rachel tobias story were they like hey listen they're gonna get together but tobias is definitely gonna ignore rachel for like his family his weird like history shit and so they're like, let's convey that early on in the scenes. How do we do that? Let's make Rachel interested in him. And every time they try to interact, he just does some super <laughs> fucking weird shit. Like, just kidding. My dad's coming. Look. Oh, like, no. My dad's coming. Take <laughs> <laughs> like, me a minute. <laughs> my dad's coming to pick me up. <laughs> You guys, my dad's going to come give us a ride home. Here he comes. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. Oh, There's so much happening between those two, and I'm baffled by it, and yet I'm still enthralled with the two of them. Because, oh like, there's other moments where it's cute and fine, but, like, holy shit. <laughs> uh, it's like... But you know what? Brooke is selling it. <laughs> Brooke's like, let's have some character development. And Tobias is like, no. The plot. That's the it. plot has That's arrived. <laughs> that dialogue almost would have been more believable in that moment. I'm so sorry. That's, I really want, I really fucking want an Andalite fighter now with the plot has arrived. <laughs> is arriving in the form of a spaceship crashing to earth <laughs> and they take off running deeper into the construction site um 
a really great moment here was that everyone is running like a normal kid, like with their arms swinging back and forth. But Marco <laughs> is running with his hands stuffed in his jacket pocket, <laughs> <laughs> which like doesn't mean anything. But I just noticed it and loved it. That's like a choice that Boris made. <laughs> he was like, listen, this is going to pan out. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know why I noticed it. It was just like something. I don't know right why here. you noticed that either, but now that you have, I'm like dying to be like, hey, Boris, can you tell me about this choice as an actor? I need you to really break this down. It was for really me. like a thanks, it has pockets type moment for me, I think. <laughs> thanks, it has pockets. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Poor, poor Brooke and Nadia probably did not have any pockets, and they were forced to run with their hands out. Yeah. Tobias maybe did not discover the pockets on his brand new jacket yet. Oh, what if they were fake pockets? Like, what if it's like a like a cheap leather jacket? Because that's all he could that... afford. Oh my god. Um. So this next scene is, again, it was a choice that was made, and I don't agree with it. But <laughs> so the kids watch as the ship hits some sort of bridge and like sparks off of it with some fireworks um it cuts back to the kids jake starts moving forward marco stops him cassie says whoever's driving the ship might be hurt while all of this is going on there are these like crashing ship horrific noises that are coming from off screen and i'm like are you are you telling me that you crashed the ship off screen are you fucking kidding me (laughs) Like, this is, like, the most pivotal moment of this book, and you did it off screen? Why would you do this? And obviously, like, budget. budget, Yeah. But, like, (laughs) could you not have shelled out the budget for that? Cut the tax and, or fucking hork Yeah, cut the hork Cut the hork feet. Go crash the ship. Yeah, seriously. Just, uh. Like, like, fucking Visor 3's blade ship got more attention. And I, I don't know. Anyway, that's also important, I guess. But I was, I was like, why would yeah. you do this? Um, Rachel takes off. The others follow. Marco tries to stop Tobias with no avail. Um, we get some more <laughs> great acting from Boris, who kind of like scrunches up his face and it's like, damn it, man. Oh, and then he co- goes after them. This entire podcast is just going to be us like praising Boris's acting in particular. <laughs> probably in particular well he like for real he he carried the team a lot on this one like sean and boris were the fucking stars of this episode one yeah and yeah so yeah but as soon as axe enters the picture you can believe we're gonna be praising that level of acting because that's oh my god just beautiful but yeah and boris really he was fucking hilarious in this episode Mm -hmm. and sean was goddamn serious as fuck in this episode i have he like I have some props to give him later. Like, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. And the others were just trying to, like, fucking keep keep it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, everyone did great. But, like, stand out. Yeah. Sean and Boris, yes. For sure. They also got, like, served the best shit to work with. That's true. That is true. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So, the kids around the corner to the fallen ship. Uh, the bay door opens and a bright light emits from within. And there's actually a really kind of a cool shot where you see the kids and the light hits them and starts like panning down as the door opens. Yeah. I really liked that. Yeah. Um, they behold the light momentarily. There's a very excellent shot of Homer who barks and looks directly into the camera like a fucking ham. Love that dog. He does. He does. That there's dog no- is like, 
He's a great actor, too. There's no point in having this shot of this dog looking directly into the camera, but it's great. He's like, listen, guys, let me break the fourth wall. Let's have a discussion about aliens. It's like, like, <laughs> don't forget, kids, this I've is an animal you. show. <laughs> this is about dogs now. <laughs> and I just... It was almost like he was like, I'm the hero. I led you to the ship. Yeah. Oh, You're yeah. Welcome. Like he knew. He's, he, he sensed the disturbance in the electrical field, and he's like, let's go catch an alien, you guys. I'm a dog. That's right. And then he's like, let's bring the viewer into the fold here, too. Do you guys see this alien ship? I also brought you here. <laughs> this dog is oh my. also a top-notch actor. Holy shit. Oh, <laughs> Can't wait for Fluff from a Kitty. Oh, these animal stars. This is why I miss movies working with real animals. Yeah. It'll always be more difficult, but yeah. sometimes it's better. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, random shot of this dog. It's great. I loved it. I don't even care. Um, <laughs> we cut back to the ship, and in the bright light, we see an outline of Elfangor, and he starts walking down the ramp. I'm assuming that that is a horse, like a real horse. That is absolutely a horse. And can I say, I realize that it's doesn't fit the description of exactly what andalite hooves look like and i realize that it's kind of a clumsy way to do this but holy shit that horse walking on that flimsy ass ramp Mm -hmm. 10 out of 10 stars (laughs) give that horse some treats oh my god fucking hell like 99 percent of horses would have been like holy shit i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) and this fucking horse it does circle work on there. It turns. It comes down. It goes up. They use the horse walking shots, like for not to spoil anything, but for Visor Three as well. That horse fucking puts in a good day's work, and I am so proud of that horse. And that's all I want to say about that. I noticed it. So Ten claps times. for that horse. Good job, horse. Horse and dog, you're killing horse it. Horse and dog. The animals are the bomb. They're really carrying. A lot of the, the show in these scenes yes they're excellent work while the cgi and the, the <laughs> fucking costumes are falling apart yes thank god we have the dog and the horse Ugh, for sure um <laughs> so jake pulls a legolas and states the obvious that there's something coming down the ramp way to go jake um yeah marco tells them that they should hide so they all get behind some oil drums that happen to be behind them Rachel's like, what is it? Marco says he doesn't know, but it's not from his hood. Um, There's a shot of Elfangor's upper half backlit, so we can't really see it. Um, And then there's a shot of his legs walking down the ramp. There's a shot of his legs from behind, and we can see that they're blue. Then then we see the same fucking two shots of his upper half and his legs walking down the ramp, like fucking recycled footage for the win. Dear God. Ugh. It's like, it's one of those moments where I just like, I hear the director and the editor, like in the back of my mind going like, we got to keep it lively. We got to keep it action. Cut it. Now cut it. Now cut it. Now cut it. And they're like, (laughs) bouncing back and forth. Let them get an idea of this alien. Just cut it. Cut it here. Cut it. Like, it's like, dude, fucking stop. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Like four cuts was enough. Or have a third body shot in there somehow of the tail or something. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, if you're going to recycle footage, do not use it <coughs> one shot after. Like, 
<laughs> it wasn't even it was back to back it to was back to back, back to back. back. It's just so... And then like a 30 second break and then back to back. Oh to my back. God. The editing is awful. It's so bad. <laughs> just so bad. Um, oh. shit. Fuck. Um, anyway, Elfanger fucking falls over. Like we see his top half just fall to the ground. Um, it's fine. Uh, Cassie goes to get up and help him and she's like it might be hurt Rachel also agrees that they should help it Marco says it might be radioactive radioactive um Rachel nice uh throwback to Cassie's mom's reaction oh yeah yeah, yeah you're I right I assume <laughs> I assume they were in the know and chose that oh I love that I didn't even connect that that's great um Ugh. Rachel tells Marco to shut the fuck up basically and she and Cassie are the first first to approach Elfangor uh, Jake and Tobias follow. Jake tells Homer to stay, and Marco says, "Oh, sure, the dog gets to stay," and then he joins them. And that's the best line in the show. Okay, I thought that that might be the one that you were going to point to. Yes, that was that was my favorite. Just the delivery as well of like, "Oh, sure, the dog gets to." I stay. feel like that one might have been improvised. That's that's a question for Boris, I think. But like, yeah, <laughs> our running list of questions we're coming up with. <laughs> Wow, it's almost like if we had have just done even the modest amount of homework it took to do an interview, we could have, like, really well, you know. had something. <laughs> no, uh, I laughed so hard at that line. Even now, I laughed. The delivery was just so spot on. Absolutely delightful. 10 out of 10 line. Mm-hmm. What does not get a 10 out of 10 is the lighting in this scene. Oh, my God. Oh, so fucking awful. There's, like... Okay, so there's, like, two shots that they they mainly use. There's a shot of Jake, Rachel, and Cassie. They're standing next to each other. There's there's a shot of Tobias and Marco standing next to each other. Jake is in the light. The girls are not. Marco's in the light. Tobias is not. They're in pitch darkness, in shadow. And I'm like, who? Who did this? Who lit this scene? This is awful. And, like, apart from that... Like, when that that door opened and they were, like, bathed in light, they were, like, washed out. That's how lit they were. Like, should Mm -hmm. that not have been enough to project more light into this scene? Like, I don't know much about lighting, but, like, (sighs) this made no sense to me and I hated it. I mean, you know what it's like if it's dark outside and you open a door. You can see everything where the door is open very clearly because your eyes adjust and everything else gets way darker. And so you focus only on where that light is. So yes, like with the way light works, we should have been able to see more. Yeah. But we couldn't. No, we couldn't. We could only see two out of the five actors that were in. And also Cassie immediately ruins Jake's shirt, jacket. Oh, yeah. Jacket? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) he's like he's like in pain and clutching his side and cassie's like like jake take off your jacket we're gonna like use it to staunch the blood or whatever and she like dabs it in a very like exactly the way that bell does in beauty and the beast Beast is back (laughs) like just a gentle like gaping wound and she's just like dab stab stab yeah Yeah, this is like for like oh you've got like a little bit of blood on your face let me just like take care of that for you no this is like you need to tourniquet this you need to like apply pressure i swear 
sometimes I think I edit in my mind how I expect things to go because like in my mind I'm like oh yeah and she's gonna start tearing that up into strips mm-hmm. and then she just dabs and I was like wait what and it's like this dissonance of like what I expected versus like, what <laughs> and it's not like I haven't seen this show before oh, dear god and yet sometimes I just like can't I'm like what the fuck is happening Ugh. Cassie. Uh. um Oh, man. One lighting thing that I will say about this scene, and I kind of touched on it earlier, was that Elfangor is in darkness for most of this scene. He's backlit, but we so we can tell he's got, like, antenna eyes and shit. But he is in yeah. darkness. This is the best call you could have made. Like, yes, we did not need to see that bodysuit. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, we did not. <laughs> it was not going to be good, and we all knew that. Yeah. <laughs> And I like it adds to like kind of the mysterious factor to it. Yeah. Like this is clearly an alien, but you can't really tell. Like yeah. I just that was Plus great it was call. like it was. And it was so smart to have the once the full body shape is revealed, it's in shadow on the wall. And it's uh-huh. like God, that was like so smart uh-huh. and yet the execution well, was so poor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from, like, a budget-saving standpoint, like, the fact that you never see the the deer body is, like... Oh, yeah. That was absolutely a great call to do that, but... Yeah. Holy shit. Um, Yep. So, yeah. Dad is here. Our good, good Andalite dad is here. Daddy! Daddy! (laughs) Daddy! Daddy! (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's on the ground. He's like, do not be afraid. I come in peace. Blah, blah, blah um alien shit yeah they're like oh my god he's speaking to us but like in our heads this is crazy um oh my god them going down the line like a game of telephone like i heard it i heard it too i heard it i heard it it's like wait why do all five of them need to confirm everybody sound off heard if you it? heard it that's right oh, no. <laughs> um yes mind speak mind crush all of that jazz he's in pain Cassie offers to help with the stopper of the blood. It fails horribly. Um, Elfanger's like, uh, the wound is fatal. You can't do anything for me. I'm going to die. And Rachel's like, no, 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 no. Cassie knows a lot about animals. It's fine. And Mark was like, way to insult the guy, Rachel. And it's like that. Also good. Yeah. It's like, okay. Like Marco doesn't automatically assume this guy is an animal. And that's like really like conscientious of him. That is. I mean, he's obviously like a sentient creature oh marco also has a great line here when cassie says like should we try talking to it and he's like sure let me bust out my alien to english dictionary (laughs) so many great lines oh it's so good (laughs) but yeah that that was you're right that was very uh conscientious yeah i don't know it was kind of interesting uh let's see after that happens there's this horrific close-up of elfangor's main eyes and oh my god (laughs) the shot they keep cutting to once again they cut back to the exact same shot of his eyes every time he's talking and it's way too close on his face a lot of these shots a lot of these close-ups were way too close i (laughs) uncomfortably so um everything about this episode is just everybody standing too close the close-ups are too close everything is too close With with his horrific eyes, he tells them that there will be others arriving to Earth and that they must pl- protect the planet from the Yerks. And they're like, what are Yerks? And he reaches up and starts projecting mental images to them. And 
we go through the standard, like, these are Yurks, they're parasites, they bury your way into your head, blah, 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 blah. We don't need to go over this. Um, but this sequence is fucking amazing. Um, so we get, again, the awful 3D human model of a human head from, like, the early 90s. Um, the awful little horseshoe crab Yurk situation. And there's also, like, weird audio of, like, rats or something. What did that sound like to you? I think it was supposed to be their echolocation. Oh, sure. Yeah, I forgot they did that. But, yeah, it was just, like, like almost like somebody took, like, a nail on a chalkboard, but then just went, like, like back and forth through the I thought it sounded like rats or bats or some other kind of, like, rodent squeaking. I don't know. It was, like, upsetting. Bats would have been a smart choice. That would have been, because that's echolocation. That would have made sense. But, like, sure. yeah, it just, it was, it was just squeaky, high-pitched, creepy, crawly noises. Um, so, yeah, that happens. Um, one thing I did like is when Elfangor reaches up, you can see the outline of his hand, and you can tell that he has six fingers, but he kind of mm-hmm. uncurls his hand as he's reaching up, and it looks like all the fingers are uncurling. Like, instead of it being like, oh, I'm wearing a glove and one of these fingers is rubber and it's just going to, like, stick out awkwardly. No, like, they all move. Yeah. And that's really cool. Yeah, I don't know if that was, like, that could have been, like, a camera trick, right? Where they just, like, take the same shot and, like, rotate. Because it was backlit, so they didn't have to worry about, like, blending the flesh tones or anything. Maybe. So, I, I wondered if that was, like, a really practical effect. Like, you know, he uncurled his hand and they just took the shot and kind of, like, rotated it down and, like, added it to the body. It looks really cool. Yeah, though. yeah. That one was done really well. Yeah, I liked that a lot. So, yeah, he's like, these are Yurks, blah, blah, blah. And the kids are like, what the fuck? And Elfanger's like, there's no time for questions, but I can give you a way to <laughs> fight the Yurks. Yeah, there's absolutely no time for questions. Yeah, sure, buddy. There's none. There's no need. There's none. <laughs> I have to remain mysterious <laughs> so you can figure shit out for yourselves. Um, yes. So he, like, pulls out this morphing cube out of somewhere. His bag of holding, maybe? I don't know. His pocket. Yeah. It was his Andalite his pocket. His Andalite pocket. <laughs> Thanks. It has pockets. Yes. <laughs> but how would he wear his Andalite pants? It would be... Around the back? Belted around the length of ways. So all four okay. legs. Okay. Okay. pants. Perfect. In my mind. All right. That way his pocket, I'm just saying that, I'll tell you why. So his pocket was reachable from the front in this scenario. Okay, okay, okay. So he pulls out the morphing cube and he's like, you guys have to touch this and you'll get your talent back from the Monstars. Um, Marco's <laughs> Word like, for word, that's what he says. That's the that's the vibe I got from this whole scene. Yeah. Um, Marco's like, hell no, I'm not touching that. Elfinger's like, you gotta. And then Jake looks at Rachel and he's like... Rachel, I don't know. Like, okay, are we deferring to Rachel now? Like, apparently, why, why are you the leader if you're just gonna defer to Rachel? Whatever. Um, and Rachel's like, we have no choice. We gotta. And Marco's like, this is insane. And then Jake reaches out, touches the cube, and it turns orange for some reason. And then Rachel does it, and then Cassie, and then Marco, and Tobias hesitates. And then Elfanger's like, this is a gift for you too, Tobias. And Tobias is like, how do you know my name? And Elfanger, Dad. Dad, how do you know my name? And Alfanger <laughs> does not answer. He's just like, hurry up. And they all touch it, and it's fine. Homer does not get to touch it. It's very sad, but oh. I guess we would have had a Buffa Man situation. So probably <laughs> for the best. Um, Homer does, however, start barking, and we cut to the sky, and then the kids stop touching the cube. Elfanger literally says, it is done. It is done. 
Um, and then explains to the kid the contract they just signed, what they just fucking agreed to. Um, that they can morph into animals and, like, the logistics of it. And he's like, don't morph beyond two hours. And Tobias is like, what happens after two hours? And Allfinger says they'll be trapped. It's very good that Tobias asked that question. Yeah. Very nicely done very there. Good. Camera starts shaking. And then another ship lands. Again, we get more great CGI awesomeness there. This and one was, like, for the 90s, not that bad. It's true. Like, compared as even to the rest of it in the episode. Not that bad. Yeah, and again, it helps that it was, like, dark out. Right, yeah, of course. You want to hide as much shit as you can. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's a ship. And the kids are like, what the fuck is this? And Elfinger's like, it's Visor 3. Get the fuck out of here. So they start running. And he's like, wait, Tobias. And he holds up this fucking Beyblade-looking Digivice <laughs> holographic <laughs> compact disc thing. And he's like, guard this with your heart and soul. Whatever the fuck that means. Can fucking... I can I can I describe this interaction, please? Yes. So what happens is he said, he holds it out. He says, "Guard this with your heart and soul." Tobias takes steps towards him, and the way everything is so close, you're led to believe Tobias is mere inches from grabbing it from Elfangor's hand, and Elfangor then lobs it over Tobias's <laughs> head, and you watch it go fucking flying past all the kids, and then Tobias goes to run after it in the direction they were initially heading, and somebody grabs him and pulls him and says, we have no time, and they head an entirely different direction. Yes! And the best part about Elfangor chucking this thing is he chucked it underhand with, like, what? no force. And it fucking, like, flies like he fucking threw a home run. It, like, was rotating, like, 30 yeah. feet in the air and just, like, flies past all the kids' heads. Oh, my God. <laughs> fucking amazing. And Tobias is like, I have to get it. And then he just fucking doesn't. Like, he doesn't, like, his argument was completely in vain. He says it and then just takes off with the rest of the group. So good. <laughs> it's so good. Like, whoever filmed that is a comedic genius. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking delightful. I love that scene. I have to spoil something for you about this. Is that okay? Yes. So the the disc that pops out of that thing is just straight up a pog that's been painted. Like that's great. The whole thing is just '90s toys, like painted and mushed together. Like oh here's a God. yak back in a pog. Here you go. <laughs> that thing was the most '90s thing I've ever seen. It was so '90s. <laughs> it looks like a thing where you press a button and it just and the disc just shoots out and like spins. Like it was in the disc that yeah, and it's a pog that shoots out. <laughs> yeah, and it was like holographic. It had that like sparkly glitter like finish oh, to it. Oh my God, it's yes. great. It was amazing. So good. I don't I don't even know what this fucking thing is. It wasn't in the books. We'll find out. Oh, I'm did sure. you want me Yeah, you'll find out. I won't tell you. That would ruin the surprise. It is a mystery <laughs> alien object for reasons. That he has to guard his heart and <laughs> With soul. With his heart and soul. What does that even mean? And especially like it's we're translating from alien concepts. What is a soul to Andalites? I don't know. What was he trying to was he trying to say like your gizzard? Like, guard this with your, like, a whole Guardians of Gahul vibe. I don't oh, no. know. That's so great, though. Tobias is mere inches from <laughs> <laughs> fingers, like, fucking. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, 
It's like when a kid tries to play catch with his dad for the first time, and the dad just like gently lobs oh, it, and it no. goes flying. And he because he's it. been an absent dad, and he doesn't know how oh, to play no. ball with his kid. Oh my this god! This is the closest they'll ever come to playing catch. Shit! And they both fucked it up so bad. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I hate it. I loved it. I was crying laughing watching that i was just like what the fuck are you doing i just don't know how he got that kind of reach with that underhand toss like (laughs) andalite arms are not that strong we've established this like if he did it with his tail maybe like fucking discus with that thing it was just so good and the fact that he made the decision to throw it when they were like so close to each other okay sorry so the kids run and they go hide behind yet more shit. Um, and then another ramp is appeared and another blue horse is walking down the ramp. This one did look like it had cloven hooves, kind of. It did. They like painted like a yeah. triangle and only did side shots of this one. Yeah, which is like, what are you trying to say with this? Are you trying to say that like Visor 3 is Satan because of his cloven hooves? Oh, could be. Or like he also his had, soul like... is divided or some shit. I don't know. Oh, his soul and his frog is divided. <laughs> what? Sorry. It's part of the horse hoof. Oh. It'll be funny to one person that oh, listens no. to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll, that'll fucking land so hard for one person. Well, okay, what's a frog? Explain this to me. I must know. It's, the frog, if you pick up a horse's hoof and you look at the bottom... You, it's like the part that's on the back of the foot comes forward in a kind of triangle and the top of the triangle is pointed towards the, the front of the hoof and that triangular part is called a frog. Okay. So if they were going to split that hoof the way they did his hoof. And oh, yeah. Okay. I get it. Divided. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. It's Thanks not for that. that funny. Horseback. It's just... <laughs> It made it worse. The longer I talked, the more I'm like, this is getting worse. (laughs) Well, Shannon will appreciate it, at least. Maybe some other people. That's right. At least I didn't make like a sesamoid or coffin bone (laughs) joke. That would have been real bad. Oh my god. Sorry. Let's let's move on. Get us out of here. Okay. Abort. Abort. Get us out. <laughs> we are exiting Horse Joke City. Uh, Jake says, it's another one. And Cassie's like, this one's different, though. And there's this weird-ass shot. So we have Visor 3's top half. like It's like a middle shot of it. And you can see the moon in the background. And he's blurred. And then the camera, like, focuses so that he's sharper. And you can see, like, the details of his face and his fucking nasty eyes. And it's so, it's creepy, but, like, not in the way it's supposed to be. It's creepy in, like, a Ugh, bad puppet sort of way. Oh, yeah. It's creepy in the way you're like, oh, I see the shoulder joint where this guy put on this weird rubber mask. Yeah. And, like, didn't glue it properly. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. His eyes creeped me out, like, real bad. Um. But it it does get better. So he walks up to Alfangor, and there is kind of a really cool upshot of him. And, like, mm-hmm. part of his face is in shadow, and it does look very nice. And he's like, Prince Alfangor, it's an honor to meet you, blah, blah, blah. You destroyed many of my fighters. I've taken an Andalite host body, blah, blah, blah. They, ha- they taunt each other. They have a pissing contest. The kids are watching. 
Um, Elfanger's like, why, why do you want Earth? Why do you want these people? And Visitor 3 is like, there's so fucking many of these people. We'll be a billion strong. Which, like, joke's on him. There were, like, six billion people. Fucking aim for the stars, my dude. Um, and he's like, I will go to the Andalite homeworld. I will infest your family. Fuck you, leave Axe alone. I hate you. Um, and then he morphs into his, his stupid vor monster and he eats Elfangor. And I really liked how they did that. So, like, there's this yeah. big, like, concrete wall. And you can, like, okay, execution-wise, like you said, not great. But he, like, you can see him, like, morphing into this monster, and the movement isn't great, but, like, whatever. And he, like, picks up Elfangor, and he, they don't show the eating part. They cut back to the kids who are, like, cringing and, like, looking away. I, Mm. I did like that. I did like that little sequence. Yeah, it was good. And, like, it's like a Nickelodeon show. We're not going to see him yeah. get torn apart. Yeah. Yeah. But I like that whole thing. And that's the part I was talking about where, like, they all did a really great acting job when they were very clearly just following, like, some guy pointing. Like, mm-hmm. here's where you look now. <laughs> yeah. And all of the kids did great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, that was a pretty good scene. Even though the shadow CGI was a little rough. But, like, again, 90s. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so if anger gets eaten, Rachel yells no, and that alerts to the kids to the human controllers that are there inexplicably. Like, we did not see them before this moment, but they're just kind of there. Um, yep. so the kids take off and these adult controllers start following them. There's some character that shows up. He's got like a bad 90s haircut. And I, is that Tom? That is Tom, yeah. Oh, he's like 28 years old, whatever. He's like 90. He's so old. (laughs) He's like a grandpa. He's ancient. (laughs) I was like, who is this man? Like, obviously he's important, but like... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's Tom. Oh, he's got awful haircut. Anyway, Tom's there, and he's like, go after them, whatever. We have a problem. And then he's like, release the hork vajir. And it's very ominous. All one of them. All our one hork bajir that we have. <laughs> release the hork bajir. Oh it's like release the kraken. <laughs> guy wearing a rubber suit. So the kids run across some train tracks. Cassie trips on some cables and falls down and starts fucking screaming. Um, and is like inexplicably caught beyond the ability to free her immediately. <laughs> right. Like those things are coiled very like standardly like you're not gonna get that fucking tangled like you're you can just step out of that shit but no she's yeah. so wrecked by this tiny net and she's screaming <laughs> and rachel and tobias stop and help her and they can't fucking figure this out either um <laughs> meanwhile jake is looking behind them he's his face is overcome with this horror and there's a guttural like creature noise that happens marco runs up to him and is like what the fuck is that and then we see the headshot of the hork bajir. Yep. And boy. Boy, did we not need to see that. No. <laughs> and just... When it... this, like, when this popped up on screen, Scott just started laughing. Like, <laughs> he just lost it. Oh my god. It is, it is quite laughable. It's bad. Well, and not to mention that, like, that was just not a good reveal. Like, no. if you're introducing this menacing looking alien creature for the first time 
like, how about you do, like, I mean, obviously you can't do it for this because, like, again, budget and the costume is really bad. But, like, for the movie, it's like, why don't you have, like, you focus on one part of it, like, the feet, and then you slowly pan up as it, like, steps out of the shadows and, like, the blades are glinting and then finally you see the whole thing and you're like, oh my god! You know? Can I tell you what I would have done? Yes. I would have just had the camera like do what it did where it switches back so the focus is on jake and marco kind of further but like further off pull away Mm -hmm. make the sound like when you are sharpening a knife and it does that like Mm -hmm. along the edge of the blade and then just drop a corner of a sharpened blade into the frame super close to the camera wouldn't that be cool and menacing like you hear that sound and then you see the blade drop and maybe part of like the wrist or like something that you can tell it's attached to, like, an alien thing. Uh-huh. That would have been so badass and cheap. As yeah. opposed to what they did. <laughs> yeah. Like, have just have some more build-up to this thing. Like, yeah. Not just like, oh, it's a puppet! The end! Da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it's it's rough, and it gets rougher from here. Um, yeah. So, Marco's like, what the fuck is that? Jake's like, do you want to stick around and find out? Marcos says something like, no thanks, I'll read the book. Was that a meta joke? I don't know, but I hope so. I was confused. And I, I had to listen to that scene a couple times. It's like, is that what he's saying? Um, let's let's go. Let's fast forward to that scene and see if we can capture that. Okay. Okay, hang on. They're being chased by controllers. Toughest three-wheel problem. I don't know if these closed captions are good at all. Release the heart be sheer. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> running children. They're not even running that fast. Come on. Try yeah. harder. They're just loping. Well, let's go. Great. Ugh, Jake's baggy <laughs> pants. Can't deal with Jake's it. Jake's baggy khaki pants. Is that? Oh, there's the Horkbusher reveal. Uh-huh. Okay, thanks. I read the book. Okay. I'm Rossi stuck. <laughs> yeah he does say i'll read the that's book that's super meta i love that what the... oh my god <laughs> i don't know i also was gonna mention this part here where like they have to tell jake that cassie's stuck like your your eyes they deceive yeah. you cassie is stuck <laughs> yes thanks tobias <sighs> thanks tobias you creeper <laughs> creep tobias um let's see Yes, Cassie's stuck, Marco goes to help, and then Jake decides, I'm going to take a different track. I'm going to distract the hork and run in the opposite direction, waving my arms and calling it stupid. Um, This seems to work, and Rachel's like, don't do it! But it seems to work, the hork starts following him. We get a shot from its perspective, and, like, it's got this weird, like, distortion filter on the camera... Yes. I don't understand why. I'm like, is it drunk? Like, I thought they had pretty good eyesight. <laughs> what is this choice you made? They got this one Horkbajer wasted. <laughs> and they're like, go kill the children. It's like, holy shit, oh, man. man. I had too I was not many expecting beers. this today. Oh, no. They shit. told me I was off for the rest of the night, so I had a couple beers, and oh, dear. What am I not going to do? my fault they called me in on my night off. <laughs> yeah, it's it makes no sense. I don't know. It's fine. I think it's just to emphasize that it has a different 
field of vision than regular people. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not yes, going to justify this. They could this not sh- at all have done that with any sort of heat-seeking lens or yeah, any other like standard lens. fucking filter that comes with any like video editing program. Vaseline on the lens, but then they distort the sound a little bit. <laughs> Come on. Any guys. of this shit. Whatever. Any of this shit. Anyway, <laughs> The rest of the kids finally solve the cable puzzle and free Cassie and take <laughs> off down an alley as Jake leads the hork away. away. Um, then we cut back to the human controllers and they have flashlights and they're all like kind of not really organized trying to find these kids. Mostly it just looks like a bunch of adults trying to like um, improvise like where to run and they're all just kind of like balking and, and looking very <laughs> fucking confused and disorganized. It's fine. They're very much adults where they're like, okay, everybody just choose their own track and run and they're like, oh, where's that guy running? Oh, I want to follow someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite like, know what I'm uh, doing. I gotta commit to something. Okay, I run. I don't know. Make a commitment. Make a choice. They're all like dropouts like of acting school. Yeah. And the kids are just acting circles around these people and they're like, I'm gonna choose to run in this line and I'm gonna stick to my decision. <laughs> yeah, it was Oh, it was kind of God. tough to watch, if I'm honest. <laughs> Not that I could do any better, but like still. Um, oh, I would. I would. I would know exactly where to fucking run. I'd be like, listen, I know what I'm searching for. I know how this is gonna go down. I've got this. Ugh. It's fine. <laughs> um, it's all fine. Jake is still being chased by the Horkbajir. It gains on him and slashes him in the back. It doesn't like hurt him, but it does tear his t-shirt. Uh, then oh, Jake manages bummer. to speed up and lose it, and he hides in one of those uh, metal tube pipe things. I don't know what they're called. Somebody help me. I don't know. Um, it's just like a sewage, like a cement tube. Yeah, something like that. Um, he tries to crawl through it, but the back half is blocked by like pieces of concrete and shit, so he's stuck. Um, the horkajer outside is looking for him. We can see its full body now, and it, it's very bad. Um, like, it's like we said, it's a bad. rubber suit, no blades, no tail. Looks nothing like a hork basically. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. But. Yeah. It's feet are basically those, like, rubber, or not rubber, those, uh, like, bear slippers that people buy for uh-huh. fun. Yeah. That that's, have, like, foam structure in them. Yeah. It's, it's. Yeah. It's bad. It's rough. It's real bad. Um. It's extremely bad. But I will praise Sean Ashmore. He's curled up in this tube. He looks fucking terrified. His face work in the scene is quite good. He is extremely good. Ugh. I just... And then he's betrayed moments later. I'll tell you when. <laughs> oh, and we cut to a commercial break at this point. Like, it fades to black. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about the commercial break. <laughs> oh, shit. There's, like, a commercial for, like, Nickelodeon fucking figured out fucking... It's that gummies, you're eating the gummies. Yeah. Uh, that are bugs. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, slime or whatever. Sure. A, oh my god. Okay. Gank. So let me, do you want to hear about a, a deep-seated mental disorder from my childhood? Okay. So when they would cut two commercials on Nickelodeon, there was like a very, like if you watched for a while, there was a very set order. Like there's five commercials that run and that was about it. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes you get duplicates. And, like, I used to be like, oh, hell yeah, duplicate. Like, somebody at the station fucked up. In my <laughs> mind, somebody was running these, like, in real time. So I get super excited. 
The greatest day, I remember it to this day, was one time they cut to commercial and they played three commercials. They played one, two, three, and then they played three, two, one, back into the show. The exact same commercial in like a, whatchamacallit. And I was like, hell yes, I've hit the jackpot of (laughs) fuck up at the station. And I got like so excited. And I like, that's. There are moments in my childhood that were probably important and formative and relationships no. I've had with people. And those memories are fucking gone. Oh but I can God. tell you that one day I saw commercials run in this manner. Holy shit. That's amazing. <laughs> and like, why do we feel such a sense of like superiority when we when we see shit like I that? Where we're just like, oh, you know. fucked up. Ha ha ha. Like what? Yeah. Why do I care? Why was this such a big deal to me? I don't remember more than three quarters of maybe half my wedding day, but I remember <laughs> this very clearly. Oh my God. <laughs> so I have a scenario for you. Yes. What if they played head on, applied directly to the forehead, but they played that three times in a row? Oh God. How many head on, applied directly know? to the foreheads would you hear? This is a math problem. This is just multiplication at this point. Like, God. Three, okay. How many times do they say it in the commercial? Like, three, 10? I think. Head on. Just play. three? I think just three. And then if you multiply, it's nine. Okay. Jesus Christ. So it was just three times three is what, what it came down but to. But still, I'm just saying, how chaotic would that be? Oh, it would be a lot. Oh. It would be a fucking lot. Anyways, here's what I've decided. It's going to be the worms, the gummy worms, uh, Super Soaker commercial, and then probably a laser tag set that you could buy that wouldn't work very well. Yeah. That's our commercial break. Fuck yeah. What a great commercial break. Oh, I loved it. Okay. We're back. Back to the animals now. (laughs) He's in the tube. He's scared. There's a shadow approaching. He's still scared. And then it's Homer! Yay! Yay! Our favorite pupper is here. To be a good to boy. To save the day. Um, Jake's like, Homer, come here. It's fine. And then the dog goes into the tunnel, but I feel like the dog doesn't look very happy about going into the tunnel. He's kind of like, ugh, and shrinking a little bit. It's fine. Um, like, I couldn't tell because they kept rotating these shots of Homer, and one of them was clearly just him sitting that they superimposed into the tunnel. One was of him laying in a different direction than the tunnel, and then one was him in the tunnel, and they just kept like oh, bump, 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 like going between these three shots. And I'm like, what? What is it? He's like in a different position every time I like look at the TV. Oh my god! And I was eating ice cream, so I had to look away to eat my ice cream. But then when I looked up, he was in a different position yeah. every time. Once again, more editing magic. Yeah, the editors really needed to get their shit together for this TV show. Yeah. So the dogs in the tunnel. The adults are outside. They're like, we lost the kids in the woods, but one might still be around. Uh, Someone's like, go after them, or you'll answer to visitor three. And then he calls them incompetent. And then inside Uh the tunnel, Jake and Homer are watching this pair of legs walking around. And then the one of the legs goes up and scratches the back of the other calf with the leg. That yes, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. And. It seems like kind of a weird moment to focus on, but it does pay off later. Um, and then finally the legs walk away and Jake's like, okay, good. I'm, I'm home free. I'm going to crawl out of this tunnel now. And then the Hogpager foot comes in and it's still searching for him. And it looks yep. like shit. Looks like fucking looks like shit. shit. Foam ass slipper looking motherfucking shit. shit. Whatever. <laughs> Fine. Um, 
So Jake's like, well, I'm fucking boned now. He turns to Homer and is like, I need your help, boy. And he puts his hand on Homer's head and there's kind of this like whooshing sound effect and he pulls his hand back surprised. And then he puts his head back on the head and the dog like lifts up his paw and kind of like paws Jake in the face. And it's the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen. And it doesn't matter, but I love it. I love dogs. Um, Aw, he was trying to acquire Jake, too. No, he's like, you touch me, I touch you, too. Oh, Oh, what a good boy. I love dogs. (laughs) Fucking dog. Anyway, so Jake has acquired Homer. They look at each other. And then Homer lays down for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know. And then we cut to an extreme close-up of Jake's face, and he starts to morph for the first time. What did you think of the morph sequence? Uh, not great. Really? I thought it wasn't bad for a 90s show. For a 90s show, it it wasn't. Like, okay, let's specify. The face part, pretty good. The weird close-up on the paw as they just, okay. like, morphed back and forth and made cracking bone noises. The paw one was bad. rough. Then the one where he lays down oh, like yeah. one of the French girls and you get the ass shot of the front half of a dog and the ass of Sean Ashmore in khaki pants that I did not understand why we needed to see any of that. That part I did like, but mostly because it didn't make sense because he was sitting for most of the morph and then suddenly he was laying down. Like, I hated that. Yes. But like the whole like his head. sexual manner. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> but like his head morphing into the dog head. I thought was pretty cool. That's true. The head part was was pretty good, actually. Yeah, I did enjoy that. I, I, is there a video on YouTube about how they did that? Not that I've seen, but one okay. could exist. Because, like, I think I know how you would do that. I think it involves kind of like location tracking and just like opacity fades and stuff. I don't know, but right. like, I want to know how they did that. I'd be interested to see that. So, if anybody Man, knows if that, like. Yeah, that would be awesome to know. And it would also be really cool to do, like, I'm sure there's all sorts of cool ways to do it in this day and age, but it would be so awesome to actually do it with, like, physical different makeup bits. Like, you had to do different parts and then actually do, like, the fading between the two, like, Mm -hmm. shots of, like, the initial establishing shot, the makeup shot, the next level makeup shot. Like, there's um, that would be cool. There's a... There's a really old, like, werewolf movie that did it that way. Like, like you see the feet, yeah. and they kind of just, like, overlay and do, like, kind of a, like, a fade-in time-lapse thing of all these different, like... It's really cool. Um, oh, that'd be awesome. So time-consuming and expensive, but well, cool. Well, you know, animation too, right? <laughs> like... Right, right. It's yeah. fine. But yeah, I hated when he was laying down and his ass, and that was weird. Didn't like I that. didn't understand the ass shot at all all like at all god like it wasn't even a thing like i just imagine them telling poor sean ashmore professional actor (laughs) who we all adore lay down sean we need to get a shot of your ass oh my god for this kid's show for this kid's show yes you were just sitting to morph stop asking questions it's not on you just lay down so we can shoot you like one of the french girls like christ what the fuck? Uh, it was not great. But he was successful. He morphed into a dog. Homer looked mildly he concerned did. the whole time. Um, he did. After the morph is done, we check back in with the adult controllers. Um, somehow they finally figured out where Jake was and they're like demanding he come out of this tube. So both dogs come shooting out of the tunnel. 
One of them, I'm not sure which one, I think it was Jake, but I'm not sure, grabs a guy's flashlight for some reason and takes <laughs> off with it. It might have been Homer, though. Homer might have been like, ooh, fun, a toy. Like, I was so hoping it was Homer. Like, Jake's like, I want to get out of here. And Homer's like, oh, hi, I'm a dog. Hello, play with me. <laughs> I have just met you and I love you. <laughs> so, yeah. Write in who you think was the one who stole the flashlight. One of them steals a flashlight. Um, and the guy's very upset about this. Um, Extremely upset. In another uh, moment of really awesome editing, Visor 3, like a close-up shot, a close-up kind of upshot of Visor 3 appears asking, like, if they found the, the, the Andalite Bandalites or whatever. And, like... This shot gives no context as to where Visor 3, where he came from, where he is in relation to the scene. It's just like a close-up shot of his head, and it's so distracting. Yep. And I hated it. <laughs> yep. And, like, Rubber Head gives no indication whatsoever that those stock eyes can move independently of anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you're right. They're just attached. They're just attached. Like, they are... Yes. It's it's all bad. Um, it's all pretty great. So there's a close-up shot of Visor 3. Yeah. And he's like, did you get them? And then you cut back to the controllers who are in a completely different part of the camera, whatever. And they're like, no, they got away. It was just a couple of dogs. And Visor 3 says, get them. They might be Andalites. Then we get one more shot of the dogs running through the woods... And then the scene just ends. Yep. So he's like, get them. And then it's immediately not fucking resolved. It's not. They're just like, cut. Good. He didn't get them. Great. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, was it supposed to be like a, a high tension thing before like cutting to the... Because the next scene's the cafeteria, right? Yeah, there's a crossfade into the school. And then, yeah, it's the cafeteria scene. Okay, so was that supposed to be, like, a high-tension thing? Like, he says, get them, we see the dogs running, and then we're like, oh, don't know what happened to them. No, I I don't know. I think it's just to indicate that that Visor 3 knows that there might be Andalites because they morphed. Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. It was dumb, and I hated it. <laughs> it, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> It's fine. It's We're at school fine. now. It's all fine. We are at school now. <sighs> the editing in this and scene another... is... And another... Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. The editing in this scene is awful, but another Rachel Tobias moment that I really want to hear you analyze. Okay. I don't I don't know if I made, like, too much of a note of it, but we can talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> it was just because you've analyzed the others, and oh. they made me laugh so hard when you did, so I'm very excited to hear you. Okay. Break this one down for me. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so outside of school, this is the only context we have for this scene because I don't recognize this fucking cafeteria. Um, we get a close-up shot of Cassie and she's talking to the rest of the group. She's like, I tried to call Jake last night, but he didn't answer. Rachel says he's smart and he will turn up. Tobias walks into the cafeteria and Rachel stands up and calls him, waves him over. Marco waves him over. And he comes and he sits down and he looks like a grown ass man with a tiny sack lunch. And it's so <laughs> fucking funny. That's what I thought Jake was laughing at initially when Jake shows up. Like, he starts laughing. I'm like, he's laughing at Tobias' sack lunch. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
what he what he brought for lunch. It, it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and an apple. There's no way it's anything but that. Oh my god. <laughs> He's carrying the tiniest bag. It's so sad. Oh god. He's just this like six foot something man with this tiny sack lunch. It's so funny. You guys have to watch it. It's just... <laughs> I don't know what's funny. That's when I it's really didn't me. buy that this guy is a high schooler. Like, there's no way. See, like, based on the fact that we were just talking earlier about how large his hands are, that's the worst decision they could have made. Like, they needed give a- him the tiniest bag to yeah, hold. They needed a bag that was bigger to make up for his hand size, just to make it look <laughs> convinced. Oh my god, he's it's like, oh god, it's so tiny. It's so. Tiny. It looks so weird. Like, you know the different size sandwich bags? You have, like, the really small, like, thin ones, and then you have the sandwich-sized ones, and then you have the quartz, and then you have the gallon yeah. bags. He was holding a sandwich-sized paper bag. He should have been yes. holding at least a quart size. Like, what the f- Yeah, he was so at small. They should have given him, like, the gallon-sized bag to try and make it look- Like, play some Lord of the Rings Hobbit <laughs> tricks where they give him, like, <laughs> yes! super big props. And, like, <laughs> the other thing about this bag- is that you can tell there's nothing in it. Like it has there's nothing. It's nothing folded in, it. in that triangle, like that standard sort of triangle of air. There's nothing yeah. in this fucking bag. And that makes me so sad cuz like what if he like doesn't actually have lunch? And he's just like, "Oh no." <laughs> I just oh, made myself that's sad. the worst. Oh no. I, okay, we've analyzed yeah, this bag forever. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, the bag's very important. Okay. So <laughs> She sits down at the table. <laughs> I need to stop. With this stupid bag. <laughs> like, he could have at least acted like there was something in the bag, but he didn't. He didn't even try. He was just a large man carrying this tiny bag filled with nothing. Oh, I have to go on a, a mini rant. Okay, you know in TV shows when a character has, like, a cup of, like, coffee or whatever? Uh-huh. And they just fucking, like, they, there's nothing in here. And it shows. They throw that thing around yeah. or they, like, sip it, like, way too quickly. And you can tell there's nothing in here. And it pisses yes. me off every single time. It's like, put sand or something. Put, like, water in it. Like, if it spills yeah, on- water, for sure. If it spills on the costume, it's fine. Like- Put something in here for them to have weight. It's hard enough trying to act and emote with another person and also have to act that you're carrying a heavy cup of coffee. Like, it's just, just help them out. Jesus. Like, not only that, it's not even like these costumes are elaborate or made of a material that would be affected by water. Like, yeah. one of the crew is probably wearing a replica of every single garment on these children in this yeah. show. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's standard clothes. It's standard clothes. They're made of cotton and denim and whatever. Lycra, probably. Lycra. And that whooshy jacket fabric. Oh, yeah. That polyester (laughs) shit, whatever. Yeah. That... Anyways, sorry. So, Tobias has a sad, empty bag. He does. Who is the culprit of the cup? Who is the cup? The culprit. The culprit. <laughs> As it were. Fucking any show you watch. Any procedural. Okay. Any medical show. Fucking any show. 
I have not. Okay, so this is like a generalized. This is generalized. This is okay. most shows I've seen. Okay. Because I look for it yes. now. If I if a character is holding a cup or a mug in a show, I'm watching that shit. I I don't care what's going on. I am going to hone in on that thing and judge. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Good. Rant over. Watch for it. You'll never be able to unsee it. Okay. Ugh. I'm in. Okay, Tobias, he's here. Um, he's here. He and Rachel exchange a look. Did notice that. It's very cute. Nice. It's fine. Nice. Cute. Marco starts saying, the weirdest thing happened to me last night. Some blue dude with four legs tried to recruit me and four other idiots to save the world. And Rachel is like, shut the fuck up. Someone might hear you. And he looks so cowed by this. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized she spends most of the episode telling him to shut the fuck up and he looks just demoralized by this. <laughs> and I made such a big deal about him shushing her in the first scene. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I just appreciate that they've really captured their relationship. <laughs> Of Rachel just dunking on Marco. Oh my god. (sighs) But yeah. Marco says shit. Rachel tells him to shut up. And then Cassie's like, what if that thing got him, I think is what she said. She's like, what if that thing got him? Yeah, it's not like, what if they got him or something like that. Yeah, some bullshit. And then Mr. Jake shows up. He fucking slams his tray down on the table. (laughs) Cassie is like, what the fuck? Eyes wide. And Jake's like, it didn't. And he's so (laughs) aggressive. And he just sits down. And all of the characters, like, look at him. And they all have these kind of, like, half smiles on their face. And I don't know why. It was the weirdest moment. I don't understand any of the decisions made there. Like, I... I was with it right up until, like, when Cassie's like, oh my... First of all, he's walking directly at Cassie in her line of sight. Like... He did not sneak up on her. They are in a wide open cafeteria. She has a full 360 view. He didn't come up from behind her. He came up from directly in front of her. So she, I'm like, okay, let's dismiss this. We'll call it show magic. She's wrapped up in the moment. He slams down the tray. It didn't. They all smile at him. Jake launches into discussion. They're like, he's not mad at all once he launches it. Yeah, like, I it's don't like, get why it. Why are you so aggressive in this moment? It was just like one small moment where he's like, I have a prop and I'm going to use it to its full extent and then I'm going to discard it because I don't need it anymore. <laughs> uh, like, I guess the smiles were like them being happy that he made it out alive, I guess. I guess, like, that's what I'm, I feel like that's what I'm supposed to think, but, like, they did nothing to, like, make me actually yeah. think that. it was very weird. I. It was hilarious. It's just, whatever, it's fine. It was, this was the bright spot for me before the nightmare of this fucking conversation oh started. Oh my god. Okay. Oh my god. Well, let's get into it. Um, I'm going okay. to skip a lot of like what jake actually says because it's really just like god. what it was like to turn into a dog and morphing and shit like we've seen everything that happened so i'm not going to recap that um okay yeah all right so jake sits down and he tells him about morphing and it works and blah 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 they're like okay that's really weird 
can't believe it's real. Marco makes a great joke. Can we at least eat before we save the world? They all laugh. There's some sunny delight, and I'm really jealous, and I want some. <laughs> um, this entire scene is like... So, okay, the first part of this cafeteria scene, when they're all talking before Jake is there, is like rapid-fire cuts between all the kids. It is dizzying. It's... I got, like, motion sick from Yeah! This. It's like oh, a character would God. start talking, and it immediately would switch to another character. Yeah, and it's like... Like, I know that there's that rule where if you want to make a cut seem smoother between two characters, you wait until the second character starts talking before you make that cut as kind of like a click to your brain. Like, it's about to, like, you know, you're refocusing and then you switch. And, like, I know that that's an editing technique. But what this person did was, first of all, I think, take a lot of coke before they started <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> and they just, like, they cut it. Right when the character started talking, instead of waiting for that beat, and they cut it every single time. But it wasn't like, so what do you think about this, blah, blah, blah. Well, I think about this, blah, blah. It was like, okay, right, got it. Did it. And every cut, it's like, choom, 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 choom. and like, by the time you're like 30 seconds into the scene, there has been like 40 or 50 mm-hmm. cuts between the characters. It is insane. It's so Absolutely much. insane. It's so much. Oh my god, it's madness. Uh, and then when Jake is talking about morphing, it's one it's it's mostly one long shot and they kind of take the camera and do like a circular pan around Jake. And that is the only type of camera movement that they use in the rest of this scene. Is just <laughs> circular pans around all the characters' faces. Every single shot, it's moving, it's moving, it's moving. Oh my god. I was like, pick something! It's, honestly, if they had have just kept doing a circular pan in the way, like, um, like, if you've ever watched the blooper reel of Firefly, where all the characters are saying something at the one character who yeah, has yeah, died, yeah. and like, yeah, okay, so you know what I'm saying, yeah, the yeah. For, for listeners, it's the one where, uh, uh, I, I almost called him Neil Patrick Harris, but Nathan Fillion, like, jumps into every shot because the pan is that slow. If it hadn't been the characters talking and the pan was, like, that slow, and even as they're going back and forth sniping between one and two characters, as long as there is the central focus conversation, mm-hmm. and then panning and letting them each have their say, that would have been effective. If they were talking and they were cutting between them at a slower rate... Yeah. That would have been okay. Yeah. But they just, like, they threw fucking everything into the bowl and then, like, put it in a food processor and just were like, oh, we did it all, guys. And it's like, no, you did nothing. By doing so much, you have destroyed this scene. I couldn't tell you a single word that any of them said in here. Yeah. I could not get past the cuts. Yeah. It was way too distracting. It was insanity. Like, I I can't focus. I feel like I'm losing my mind. I, like, everybody's talking to me at once in my head, and everything's moving really fast, and I can't do this. It's, yeah, it's, ugh. <sighs> it's like borderline drug trip right there. It's, it's, ugh, it's weird. It was insane. And the, the only way it makes sense is if you're doing, like, some sort of, like, upper, and you're moving at that speed in your brain. Sure. And you're like, got it, got it, right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. God, like, oh God. <laughs> Try to watch that scene stoned. I bet you can't. I 
I wouldn't know I'd be in the bathroom shaving my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Incredible. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a fucking it's a nightmare. It's an editing nightmare. Ugh, whatever. It's fine. Um they're like, "Where do we start with this bullshit?" And they're like, "Oh, hey, remember that fucking laser disc Beyblade thing that he tried to give Tobias?" And then there's a brief aside about, like, how did he know your name? And Tobias is like, I don't know. He must be psychic. Whatever. We don't. Never. Never is brought up again. Um, yeah. They're like, we have to get that thing back. And Marco's like, yeah, but we're on. We're probably on the FBI's most wanted list. Didn't you watch the news? And they're saying, yeah, the authorities are looking for kids who set off fireworks. And then Cassie's like, well, they might be controllers. Some fucking loser dude, like, face plants into Jake's neck for no reason. Like, not at all. He's sitting down nicely, politely, and this fucking boy just, like, comes by and, like, trips and just, like, lands onto his face for no reason. Like, I think they were trying to make this impression that, like, he was horsing around with his friend, but, like, you could have added that shot in earlier to, like, allude that they were coming down the aisle and they were, like, shoving each other. It just comes out of fucking nowhere. This kid's just, like, on Jake, and it's awful. It... That scene entered with the exact same feeling and effect as the My Brother, My Brother and Me TV show when Justin McElroy jumps out completely obviously and says, jump scare. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yes. It I know was exactly just like, about. jump scare. And it's like, no, that's not how that works, actually. Oh. Like, <laughs> what you did was just dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> Uh, what? Uh. And Jake just like doesn't react. This kid just like nobody reacts. Nobody they they all just look at him as he like stumbles back up, and then the friends like instead of being like some like high school line like oh like fucking loser blah 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 yeah. they all look at him and they're just like oh sorry and walk away and it's like what was the point? There was no point. There's no point. <sighs> I so this fucking happens <sighs> and Jake's like. Okay, so that happens. Jake is like, we can't talk here. Anyone might be in controller. Okay, that's when the dramatic music rises and they start like side-eyeing everyone in the fucking room and they're like slow motion shots on these kids just like eating and then it cuts back to the kids and then it cuts to like a different person who's like, I don't fucking know, like doing some shit. And it's, it's to create this impression that like they're surrounded by people who might be controllers. It's very dramatic. But, like, here's the weirdest part about that shot. Like, the first people they look at, they're also, like, kind of looking back at them suspiciously. Oh, yeah. Like, second person also kind of looking back at them suspiciously. Mm-hmm. The third shot is this gorgeous girl looking away, like, laughing with her friends, carefree. And it's, like, <laughs> if you're, like, watching each reaction shot, it's so, like, jarring because yeah. it's, like, one, she's just gorgeous, and two, she's not doing anything that anybody else is doing. Yeah, it would have, like, uh, like, the ones where they were actually, like, acting, like, maybe a little bit suspicious, like, that, right. that works. <laughs> But you have this girl who's just, like, having a great time. And it's like, this does not hit in the same way. (laughs) It was so random. I kind of loved it for that. But, yeah, it was so fucking random. Could be the girl with the pudding. It could be... No, she's nice. (laughs) Oh, that's Becky. She's great. Um, Yeah, it's like... (laughs) It was so funny. Um, 
It was it was hilarious, but like very jarring when you're watching yeah. it. So then the man shows up, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Chapman, shows up in here and walks next to the, the face plant boys. And apparently they're causing enough trouble that he has to harass some other staff member who's sitting there nicely and say, is anyone going to reign in this chaos? And it's like, Chapman, this is the quietest fucking cafeteria I've ever been in. Everyone is being so polite and quiet. There is no chaos. I don't know what kind of place you're running here. (laughs) There's like 10 children sitting quietly and two boys standing up, kind of gently shoving each other. He's like, rain in this chaos. What the fuck? Uh, and this, this poor other staff member is like, sorry, Mr. Chapman. And she like, you know, fucks off and goes to yell at the boys or whatever. Yeah. So I think the only point of this was for Chapman to say, once again, incompetent, that word incompetent, which makes Jake turn around and look at Chapman. Chapman looks down on the floor and then proceeds to scratch the back of his calf with his other foot with those amazing cowboy boots. The foreshadowing paid off. Do we call him Chapman anymore? What? Do we just call him Cowboy Boots now? Cowboy Boots. God. Cowboy Chapman. Oh, and we find out that Chapman got a got a promotion. He's the actual principal. He is the actual the sh- principal. Yeah. I'm sure that's very important somehow. I don't know. But Chapman is there. Chapman is there. Scratching his leg. Jake. Cowboy Boots is there. As if. That imagery that we saw not 10 minutes ago wasn't, you know, jarring enough and obvious enough. Jake has to have a flashback to that night where he saw this leg scratching behavior. And yeah, he turns to his friends and says, we can't trust anyone. We can only trust each other. And Principal Chapman is a controller. Dun, dun, dun. So then the camera kind of trucks out and there's this overhead shot of the cafeteria. Chapman's walking down the aisles. He's scratching his ear, which I love. Love that. Yeah. So good. Um, Jake's narration. He's such an itchy man. He's an itch man. He's got so many scratchies. <laughs> um, as the camera's kind of panning out, uh, Jake's narration plays over and it says, five of us against an army of alien slugs and anyone could be one of them. And then, because it's the 90s, there's a freeze frame. End episode. (laughs) And at the point that this happened, Scott turned to me and he goes, that's it? (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Woo. Holy shit. Episode one in the books. So my only other gripe that I'm just thinking about now is that I wish the construction site was more of a construction site. This, what they used was kind of like, it was, it felt more like an abandoned factory. That's exactly what it was. Okay. And you can find it on Google Maps. Ooh. I believe there's still like abandoned area there, but you're not allowed to go in, obviously. Okay. But yeah, it's just like an abandoned factory that they like okay. rented out. And I mean, that's fine. You know, budget restriction, probably. Yeah, they had to use what they had and what was in the Toronto area where they were filming. Yeah, it's fine. But, I don't know. It just didn't feel very construction site. I mean, they could have, like, thrown around some more, like, equipment or something. Like, you know, there was 
I don't know. I just feel like they could have done more with the scouting. Maybe. It's fine. I'm trying to be forgiving for some things. Speaking, just talking about scouting in in Toronto. So when I was there during my um, temporary deportation, uh, <laughs> they they were filming uh, scenes for The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, and so I was actually downtown one day for God knows what, some sort of testing or whatever, uh, where I drove past them filming, oh. and like. This there's the scenes where they do like the shots of them against like the white walls mm-hmm. of uh, whatever the fuck the town name is. I've completely forgotten, even though I've read the books <laughs> and seen all the episodes. But hey, here we yeah. are. Um, but it was like so cool to like see it because they shot that entire thing against one like twenty foot section of wall and used entirely camera angles to make it look like that giant oppressive fucking thing. Huh. And it was all shot in one very cold lakefront area that was like, like you drive on the highway, you're 30 feet away from uh-huh. it, like them filming. It was crazy. And I just feel like had they had like an editory eye like that mm-hmm. on Animorphs, they could have done so much more with like the construction site, mm-hmm. the arcade, like why was everything so close and so tight and, like, sparse? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the other thing. Every time they, like, panned out to a larger shot, like, with the train tracks where they're running away from the Mm Horkbusher, it's like they didn't put any work into it. Mm -hmm. Like, this is just the factory, Mm -hmm. and they're there, and there's no props or anything. Yeah. I don't know. (sighs) <sighs> Even the cafeteria. There's like 10 kids in the cafeteria. The caf- Three of them have trays. The cafeteria <laughs> was the least convincing location of all of them for me. Like, that is That true. did not look like a school cafeteria. That looked like yeah, it did not. a Sunday school, like church cafeteria, maybe. Maybe. Or like a very tiny gymnasium or something. Like, it just, it didn't. And like, all of the like, bulletin boards and stuff that were up on the walls like it's like this is supposed to be high school and this looks like a grade school kind of it had like those big like block letters and shit yeah it's although well see this is the thing where like if you're gonna age them up you have to go with a high school Mm -hmm. if you're gonna tell me that's a middle school okay i'll buy into it but then like they're 18 so yeah yeah that and the cafeteria was so tiny it was so small like, they showed, like, a really big establishing high school shot. Like, you have, like, four to six doors there of kids coming in and out of the high school. And then your cafeteria is, like, 20 kids deep. Mm-hmm. Like, what's happening here? Yeah. I'll be interested to see how they filmed other locations, um, especially in the school, like, for later. Uh, did you want to rate characters? I mean, we could, and we could give, like, a character rating and an actor rating. Okay, so a character rating and an actor rating. Okay, okay. Well, let's start with uh, my name is Jake. Jake. Hmm. I mean, Sean, I think, gets a five. Like, I thought he did a Sean great job. Sean gets a fucking five. Gold star, five. Sean did great. Yeah. And, like, okay, another another scene I really liked was he and Marco were playing video games, and at some point, I think Jake reaches over and, like, taps a button or something, and Marco kind of turns and looks at him, and Jake kind of, like, gives him a little cheeky smile. Fucking loved yeah. that. Fucking yes. loved it. So good. Yeah, they were amazing. Ugh. They just, they really had, like, a vibe 
for me. Like they did, they had great chemistry. They did for sure. So good. Actual character of Jake, kind of boring, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> didn't keep his know. dog on a leash, which I didn't care for. I will give him a three. I could agree with that. A three or a four, somewhere in there. Yeah, it's three and a half. Uh, Rachel. She didn't have much to do, but Brooke was great. She she like physically like when I see Rachel's face, I'm like yes. Yeah, is... Brooke looks perfect for the part. Yeah, but um, I also appreciate she's got kind of like Rachel didn't have much to do in this episode, but like you can tell that like she's ready to bring the fire. She didn't get to bring the fire yet, but you can tell like it's yeah. there. And she's ready oh, yeah. to smack down. She's not afraid to tell Marco to shut up. Like, and she was like For one sure. of the first ones to want to go help her Elfangor. And yeah, I thought she did a great yes. job. Yes, and everything like even like the quick like monologues she delivers in the video game cafe. Yeah, is entertaining and sassy and like mm-hmm. I, yeah, I like everything going on there. Mm-hmm. Fives for bull. Same, obviously, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> oh my god, let's talk about Christopher, 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 oh god, <laughs> I, he's just a bird, man, he's just a bird, man, oh man, I'm just a bird, oh, even though he god. was creepy, I loved him, he was just so funny, I, I fucking love him so much. And he has always looked too old for that part. But, like, he is also great. And I love him. I fucking love, now that you've pointed out, that goddamn paper bag to me. (laughs) That's amazing. That fucking actor carried a goddamn empty paper bag around. And he just fucking rolled with it. Oh, my God. Just, like, I don't know if I can really buy him as Tobias yet but like holy shit he was very entertaining as an actor like I don't I don't I don't believe that Tobias would be that creepy but no god no like if we're going by like how Tobias is in the book and how like sweet and sensitive and wonderful he is as a character and like even though he starts off shy like he's he starts off as like the lost puppy dog trailing Drake Mm -hmm. and Marco and this is like kind of like edgy Tobias, edgy loner like, does Tobias. his own thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's not the Tobias from the books. Yeah. And I don't know really what to think about. Like, I know kind of how I feel about him once the series progresses. As far as this episode goes, I would probably give him, like, a three. Sure. But Christopher gets a five. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, so we're going to, to uh, <laughs> Cassie, Cassie slash now. Nadia. <laughs> I mean, she really didn't have much to say other than, like, dabbing up blood. Yeah. Which... And tripping over cables. And tripping over cable. Oh my god. Okay, I might have to give her a three for that <laughs> cable issue. Oh no. But she she wanted to help yeah. Elfangor, which is very true to Cassie. That's true. And like the actress herself, like Nadia, she looks perfect for the part. Mm-hmm. And like, not just like, oh, she fits the description of the character. Like she looks so like innocent and sweet without saying a single word. Mm-hmm. Like. When she shows up with Rachel and Rachel's doing like her sassy monologue and Nadia's just kind of like quietly in the background, mm-hmm. like just kind of like, yeah, that's my friend. Yeah. Yeah. With her denim yeah, jacket. Like she, with her denim jacket, <laughs> she's great. Yeah. <sighs> so I love her. Mm-hmm. She obviously gets a five for me. Mm-hmm. Cassie gets points knocked for tripping on <laughs> 
<laughs> for the tripping and the dabbing. For the tripping and the dabbing. <laughs> uh. I'm giving her a three. Cassie gets a three. Nadia gets a five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Marcos. Mr. Boris. <laughs> oh my god. Five for both. Fucking five, stunning. Five, 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 stunning. five, five. <laughs> Fucking great work. Oh, sure, the dog gets to stay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I think that's it, right? That's it. That concludes our rankings until we get axed. Uh, you will always get uh, fives. Always. Five. Well, yeah, I always give Rachel fives. Spoiler so. alert, axe gets fives. <laughs> and his actor, <laughs> whose name I do not know yet, gets fives. Perfect. Um, if you have character rankings or TV show knowings that you want to share with me, do that at anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com or on Facebook on the Animorphs Anonymous page or on our super secret, super awesome uh, group on there called the Andalite Bandalites, which is at facebook.com slash group slash Animorphs Anonymous. You can also tweet at me at Animorphs Anon or comment on something on Instagram at Animorphs Anonymous. We are available wherever you can find podcasts, including Google Play, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Podcast Republic, Spotify. Um, yeah. We, if you're just tuning in now, we have finished all of the books, and we have hundreds of hours of content. If you want to go listen to that, you should Several definitely do hundred. that. So many. Several hundred. <laughs> oh, and we have a Discord. Oh, yeah, we do have a Discord. If you want access to that, uh, send us a message on the Bandalites Facebook group or send us an email and we will hook you up with the link and you can come hang with us. The Discord is very active these days, which is great. So come hang. Yeah. It's also just a lot of really nice people. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's super cool. Which is fucking great for me as a moderator. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, everyone, for being great. Yeah, oh, my real. God. Ugh. Oh, shit. Heard some stories. Um, uh, well, since we are now strictly in the land of visual medias, tell me where I can find some comic books that I might like to read. Well, thanks for asking. I have a webcomic, if you want to read that. It's called Beside You. It's about music and romance. You can go read that. It updates every Wednesday at bsideyoucomic.com. Go look at it, please. Definitely look at it and consider becoming a patron, and then you can see cool updates like I do. Yeah. And we can talk about it secretly behind people's backs because only we know. Yep. Yeah. Um, if you want to read other comics that uh, Casey didn't create, but, you know, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? I was the super boy all along. <laughs> I was the super boy. Um yeah, if you like Superboy comics from the 90s, uh, I am an accidental third host on a podcast about those called From Cadmus to Crisis, a Superboy podcast. And I do uh, voices on there, which I'm relatively sure sound pretty similar no matter what character I'm doing, but I'm doing my best. <laughs> you are the best. <laughs> Um, and right now I get to play a super awesome exotic dancer turned superhero called Knockout, and I'm very excited about that. So come check it out. It's with David and Drew from our Alternorse episode, and they are pretty legit most of the time. I'm just kidding. Sometimes. They're always pretty legit. So, sometimes they can get a little shady. No, they're <laughs> awesome all the time. So anyways, come check that out. And that's uh, that's all I have. Uh, we're going to start switching to weekly updates for the TV show, I think. Oh, yeah. I forgot. So... We are going to start being weekly. Oh, see how that goes. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. Probably. It's going to be amazing. Yay. I love it. 
So I didn't realize these were going to be two hour episodes when we did commit to that. But hey, here we are. (laughs) It's quarantine. I don't know. I got nothing else to do. (laughs) Good. Um, Good. So yeah, I guess we'll see everybody next week for episode two. My name is Jake part two. Oh, I thought you were introducing yourself. I was like, Jesus, it says that we're Casey and Alex right up front. Why are you introducing yourself oh, at the end? And why would you wait until two hours and 26 <laughs> minutes in to say your name's Casey? Just in case they forgot. And then forgot. you said Jake, and it fucked me up. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Holy shit, that like broke me. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, dear. I'm just, I'm just going to leave. I... I have to get over this. Let's let's <laughs> let's make like Homer and just bark and fucking leave. Because we're not wearing let's leashes and we can go wherever the fuck we want. We're the freest bitches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye.